Welcome to Weekly Grooves. My name is Tim Houlihan. And I'm Kurt Nelson. Each week, Weekly Grooves uses a behavioral lens to explore a topic inspired by current events. We provide you with a different behavioral perspective on that topic, one that you won't get in your evening news or in most social media posts. Yeah, you know, Kurt and I are behavioral practitioners. We've been working in this field for a combined 40 years plus. I, I, I think we're getting old, Tim. You think? I don't. I don't know that. That is not debatable. We are old, man. But we're young at heart, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. young in mind. Okay. Well, I think we can honestly say that. Okay, but what is the topic we're going to talk about for this week's groove? All right. I know that you listen to public radio, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, how long have you been a listener? Probably since I was in my twenties when I moved to Minnesota. Okay, then I'm sure you're familiar with the dreaded membership drive. Whichever season it is, winter, summer, spring or fall, there's always a membership drive going on. And in Minneapolis, where we're living right now, the winter membership drive for the local uh, you know, public, public radio, radio stations yeah. just was launched a little while ago. So, Okay, so we're going to groove on membership drives? We're going to groove on why we hate them. <laughs> of course you hate them, right? I, I mean, I'm well, not the only well, person that hates these, right? I, I, I would like to say that I'm irritated by ah. them. Okay, because I have been a contributor for like 20 years. I've been, I, you know, I'm, I'm in. And so it's frustrating to hear it all the time. Okay, I'll give you that. Hate might be there, but but I want to explore the reasons why we're irritated by them. <laughs> okay. And not only membership drives, but why we get burnt out on charity giving across the board. Why we don't pick up the phone when we see the Firefighters Association or Greenpeace calling again. So- we're going to groove on the reasons why we get charity burnout. Okay. What's your thesis here? So I th one of the pieces of being asked to donate and having those membership drives is there is a guilt factor that right. is brought in. Right. If you don't give, you're letting us down, you're not supporting the children, all of those different factors. Right. Well, you, you can kind of feel manipulated. You can feel manipulated by those, right? right? And, and that guilt trip that gets laid on us and that manipulation that is brought forth leads to resentment. That's a right. psychological factor. We right. know that that happens. So there's a resentment aspect to this. Yeah, but in, as a matter of fact, coming from the perspective of someone who has been a donor, I know you've been, you're we're also- donors. We we're, are- we're, we're, we're both in- Sustaining donors for- Every month. For public radio. Yeah. And that, so there is this sense of uh, why, like one of the first questions that comes to my mind is why aren't other people picking up their phone and or going online and making the damn donation? You know, like the bystander effect would say, well, you know, it's a listener could say, well, someone else is covering that for me. Me as a, as a donor saying, why aren't the other people picking up their fair share? So you're actually getting pissed at the other listeners, those <laughs> free, freeloaders, free riders. I don't like free riders in this situation. It, it, just doing a small amount would, would help. I'm not here to pitch for National Public Radio, but, <laughs> but, but this, this bystander effect, I think, has a sort of a, a flip side to it when I get irritated <laughs> about, about free riders. Well, and the other aspect that I think lends itself to this resentment so resentment of freeloaders, the guilt trip we have. 
But the other pieces, you've been a longtime contributor. I've been a longtime contributor. Even on those uh, other charities that I donate to and I, I like, but when I get that call every year, you know, they always ask for this increase, right? Oh, so, right, right. And, because and last they use, year wasn't enough. Right. And they use the little psychological guilt things on this. Like, I, I know last time you gave $100, but lots of people just like you have increased their pledge to 400 this year because of the real need out there. Do you think you could make sure that the penguins have a home by increasing your pledge or whatever? Which, by the way, is, is a Robert Cialdini, you know, tip for persuasion. It is. And, and so, the sad part. For me, it was like, I see that. I see the the persuasion (laughs) things that they're trying to use on me because they're pretty damn apparent. And I think that lends itself to some of the the angst that people have about this as well. Yeah. The readily apparent fact of, I know what's going to happen. I can predict in the membership drive at some point, people are going to talk about, you know, how this is, you're getting all of this information that if you had to pay for it, it would cost you this much. And so... And that people like you are already picking up the phones and making the donation. And that we are just this far from our goal and we just need a little bit more to go over the edge. And those are all the right things to do as fundraisers. But we know them in advance and so you anticipate them. Mm. It's not this, it doesn't feel authentic to a degree, particularly in, and I will go back to these membership drives who for two and a half months, you have been hearing these announcers on the show talk about news and opinion pieces and various different aspects and not trying to sell you. And for two weeks or a week and a half, they become salespeople and it feels very inauthentic. So, uh, okay. But as a regular listener and hearing this over and over, do you think you're jaded on this? And because you are a practitioner of behavioral science, you're more familiar with this. I'm wondering what the average person thinks about when they're hearing the same thing over and over again. If they're just thinking, oh, this is their script, and so they're just going to use whatever thing they can. I think that can happen. But I also think that at a deep level, we get it when people are trying to sell us. Yeah, we we, We are good. Humans have good bullshit meters. We do. Yeah. So I think there is that underlying piece. And I think there's that aspect, too, of charity burnout that it feels like it is constant. If it was a one time a year, if it was the Jerry Lewis <laughs> telethon, I would probably have a yeah. less visceral response to this for the membership drive. But it even happens for, four times a year. It happens four times a year. And, and even for the charities that I donate to, and some of them I, I am really passionate about, but I get that call and it feels like, didn't I just donate to you like well, a quarter ago or six months ago political candidates holy smokes that 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 stream never ends one donation to a political candidate just opens up a stream of ever increasing frequency and ever increasing well you know you gave this much last time and you know what the campaign really needs more to get such and such and so they make a case for more donations and to that point of deadlines we have a deadline for this political donation which yeah. is the same thing with the membership drive so you feel that extra pressure to get it done before this time. Otherwise, they don't meet their goal and the world is going to explode. <laughs> 
Well, it's it's so bad that that WNYC used a deadline of saying if we can just raise more money before the, before the, the the pledge drive starts, we can have fewer days on the pledge drive. Right. So the the mere threat of having a membership drive is enough to get people to donate. So so what can we do about this? And so my reaction actually and on this because I do feel this charity burnout is one is I will switch the station when they start talking about you know the membership drive, which is not what they want you to do. It's not what they want me to do. No, I don't pick up the phone when I see, you know, it's the wildlife fund that's that's calling. I don't right. pick up the the phone, or or I will do another thing, which is I think what some of the the charities do want is I will just donate to get them off the phone. You know, yeah, here's fifty bucks. Nope, nope, nope. And so I just go on there. But are there things that we can do? that would help alleviate us from getting burnout. I think we can just make sure that we have a very clear understanding of our priorities and what do we have feel passionate about Yeah, and just donate to those and then set a rule up to say, these are the 10 charities that I'm going to donate to. Yeah. And everything outside of that is which is, is like a, a pre-commitment tool. Yeah. Right? It's like a pre-commitment tool that you say I'm going to de- to donate to these. And if something else comes up, I might have a budget in mind to say I'm willing to give up to this amount uh, on these requests or a total amount. I could actually keep a running tally to say I'll take I'll if if I get a, a solicitation from uh, an organization that I've not given to, if it fits within my budget, then I'll just say yes. And I have to feel comfortable saying, you know what, I've already expended all of my budget for the year. And that having that response is, I think, a way of being able to get out of those situations where you don't. Is I'm sorry, but I have I give to 10 charities and my budget is already given up. Yep. I'll keep you on you know, in mind in, in the future. Yeah. I also, we have a mutual acquaintance, uh, Kevin Crowley, who gave me one of the best rules he said is, is that I give when friends of mine ask if they have like their kids fundraiser for yeah. their school play or going on a trip to Washington, DC or whatever it is. But he well, only gives when people ask and he, then he gives actually very generously. So um, sorry if I just made no, I Kevin- well, uh, a target for all of the people that know a, him. We won't put a link in with how to get a hold of him. No, but yeah. that's a rule, and so right. having those rules can help from a cognitive perspective. Because I think one of the things is we get these emotional cognitive overload and emotional overload with giving and the constant ask. So right. having rules allows us to be able to respond to that in a way, as you said, it's a pre-commitment device. Right. It's not going to stop the the feeling of guilt or resentment or uh, any of those things or feeling manipulated, but it can reduce those feelings so that we can just get through them. Okay. Right. Let, let's quickly recap here, Kurt. Um, you are not alone in your aversion to the pledge drives. Woo-hoo! Okay. <laughs> I'm not crazy. No, this is a common response among many people, and we do call it donor burnout, right? Yeah. There are a number of psychological reasons for this. Yes, Tim. And often donation requests use emotional pleas that drain us in an emotional manner. We get burnt out on the constant ass. We can feel manipulated or guilted into giving, which often results in resentment towards the organization that we are donating to. And sometimes we just get overloaded, both cognitively and emotionally, with the barrage of requests that we are 
often asked and that we receive. But we can do some things to not have this visceral response, such as setting up rules on on our giving, selecting a a specific number of charities that really align with our self-identities. We could focus on the good and that we're helping, right? We're reinforcing the positive. Or we could actually sign up for the Do Not Solicit Registry, which is a national and a statewide uh, organization. So you can go out to there and you can have people, you know, say, I am on this this registry so they cannot solicit you. However, yeah. just a note yeah. that if you have given to a charity, that usually excludes you from, uh, or them from being on that, that list. They can still call you because they have a relationship with now you. That's right. And you so gave 20 years ago and yeah. so, or 10 years ago or whatever, and yeah, you're still on. So you, you might have to set up a, and ask them specifically not to do that. That's right. All right, folks. We appreciate you listening. And based on our topic today, we're not going to ask you to go out (laughs) and leave a review or share a comment. Instead, we're just going to say thank you. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it.